Hello, and welcome to Imperfect Men, yet another Rexypod rating all the founding fathers of the U.S. of A., from Andrew Adams to George With. I'm Cody. And I'm Steven. And today, we are discussing Richard Caswell. 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 Hmm. Nice name. From North Carolina. Kind of sounds a little snooty. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, Caswell. you might. You might, you might I'm Caswell. You might get that sense. Okay, yeah. Through the story, but let's uh, let's dive right into it. Richard Caswell, born on August third, seventeen twenty nine, in Baltimore County, Maryland, to Richard and Christian Caswell. Mm, yeah, so wait, yet another Richard. junior. <laughs> they just—I don't think they have any any originality. They were just like, you know what? I don't know what that. Just call him Richard. I don't. Yeah. That's my name. I guess that works. Yeah. We're going to have like 30 kids, so yeah. we got to get that in the, in the circulation somewhere. Yeah. Just well, do it, now. it always seems like the first one was called yeah, yeah. Richard. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's I think it's a, it's a like a legacy thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get that. I think yeah. it's like straight so, up why LeBron James has said he named his son LeBron Jr. There you go. So. Legacy. Yeah. The family was involved in the merchant business, but failing prospects led the family to move to New Bern. North Carolina in 1745. North Carolina. North Carolina. Land of opportunity, apparently. Back then, probably. Richard Sr. was often ill, so Richard Jr., our Richard, uh, he often had to fill in as the head of the household. In 1752, he married Mary McKilween. They would have three children, only one of whom would survive infancy. Oh. He was admitted to the bar in 1754, so... He was a lawyer. Uh, who'd have thunk it? <laughs> yeah, I know. They're, they're all freaking lawyers, man. Yeah. Then that mortality rate is so high for back then because mm-hmm. there were so many infant deaths. Oh, yeah. That That's like what basically makes it so they're like, if you look back at mortality rates back then, it's like, wow, did nobody live past the age of 30? No. It's, well, yeah, because the, all the infant deaths are, like, dragging it yes, down. Yes, that's, that's why. you why. still have, like, you know, people like John Adams or Charles Carroll who lived exactly. in the 90s. I mean, I mean, a lot of the guys, they lived in their 50s, 60s, yeah. 70s. So. Like, I think people kind of get that wrong sometimes mm-hmm. is yeah. because they're like, oh, I guess everybody just died all the time back then. It's, it was the infant mortality rate is what drug down yeah, the Yeah, whole. like, if you look at the statistics out, like, excluding, like, infant yeah. or other early childhood deaths, it's... Right. Not quite up to where we are now, but it's still right. Exactly, like, yeah, exactly. Pretty, pretty it was, I mean, yeah. it was pretty close. I mean, yeah. people had better immunity back then too. So there were still, yeah. But anyway, there were less sorry. diseases back then. It seemed like, yeah. Well, but like the five. diseases that were were big. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but smallpox, malaria, yeah. syphilis, yeah. Uh, the plague. Well, that was yeah, way later yeah. or way earlier. But yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, but anyway, we the, yeah. digress. Here. Yeah. Anyway, I. Uh, Caswell, he won election to various local offices in the 1750s, as well as election to the colonial legislature, where he served from 1754 to 1771. So he's there a while. As, in 1757, his wife Mary died uh, after complications from their last their, their last child. Oh, wow. But in 1758, he married Sarah Heritage, which sounds like a name from, like, Toast of London or something. <laughs> Sarah Heritage. <laughs> That's you again, Heritage. Uh, they were going to have eight children. Dang. Yeah. Very fertile. He participated in the Regulator Conflict in 1771, commanding a portion of the Royal Forces in the final Battle of Elements. Was Almost. that, was that like, 
you sure that wasn't a battle in Total Recall or something? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a futuristic the regulator movement. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go into that a little bit more in uh, We the People. So. Okay, all right. He represented North Carolina in the first Continental Congress, where he signed the Continental Association, which is why we're talking about him. There he is. He was appointed to, to command militia forces in 1775 as a colonel, later promoted to brigadier general the following year. Dang. And he led North Carolina forces in the American victory at the Battle of Moores Creek Bridge in February 1776. All right. He led the 5th Provisional Congress that wrote North Carolina's first constitution in November of that year and was duly elected as the state's first governor, serving Dang. until April of 1780. Dang. After his term as governor was up, he went back to commanding the militia, this time as a major general. So he got a promotion out of it. He's pretty good. He was a pretty good leader, it sounded like. Well. No, okay. He led, <laughs> well, he was. He led North Carolina forces to defeat uh, at the Battle of Camden in August 1780. And we'll, uh, we'll go into more detail about these battles and we the people. Okay. After Camden, Caswell was dismissed from service, but was reappointed in late 1781 when his replacement went north to fight in the Yorktown campaign. And he was elected to the state legislature again from 1782 to 84, followed by some sort uh, year of service as the state's comptroller, after which he served another term as governor. He's back in the governor's chair mm-hmm. from March 1785 to December 1787. Oh. And he was chosen as a delegate to the Constitutional Convention, but he declined the appointment. Oh. Which, which you hear that a little bit um, through some of the people we'll talk about, or in other it's just like, you know, we don't not talk about him because they didn't do anything, mm-hmm. that some people were pessimistic of its success sure or they didn't necessarily support what they were doing they liked the articles of confederation just fine as they were sure or yeah. sometimes they were just ill too ill to attend mm-hmm. so he was elected again to the legislature in 1789 but died shortly afterwards on november 10th 1789 in fayetteville north carolina age 60 mm. and he was in fayetteville for the upcoming convention to ratify the constitution after a failed attempt the previous year because North Carolina, they tried to ratify it in 1788, mm-hmm. but it was rejected mm. for various reasons. Uh, very, a lot of anti-federalist forces were kind of uh, com- kind of dominating in that convention called the Hillsborough Convention. But then a year later at Fayetteville, they finally get their act together. This is And this is well into Washington's presidency, his first year as president. North Carolina still hasn't ratified the Constitution yet. Dang. Uh, they, and they don't until November, if just short time after Caswell dies. Uh, but it, it's close, and they're like, "Well, we need amendments." Mm. So, Get but it yeah, done. that was uh, that was the life of Richard Caswell. Okay, pretty eventful. Yeah, pretty eventful. So let's uh, get into rating him. Perpetual Union. Oh, how influential were they on the founding documents? Mm. We only signed the one, the Continental Association. So he's not involved with the other three at all. Hmm. And he was there, but he did not significantly contribute. Okay. That I that I could find. That's it? Yeah. One. Yeah. I'd one. Say, yeah. I'd say <laughs> I mean, he, he gets a token point from each of us, I'd say, because it's like, he's at least there. He's not one of these guys who, you know, shows up at the very end and signs it and has nothing to do with the the debates or anything. That's true. Wasn't there a few that were like that? That yeah, we've well, already well, went Well, we through? gave them zero. Oh, did we? Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I guess so. Yeah, because they get an automatic one for signing. Yeah, they, yeah, they get the automatic right. one for signing. So like, yeah. yeah, he'll still get his point for uh, signing it, but uh, yeah, I'd say one and a one. That's sufficient. So that's a two for perpetual union. Not a great start. But there's a lot more in We the People. Yeah, here we go. Uh, as I mentioned, he served several years in the North Carolina legislature. And he helped put down the regulators in 1771 in support of the colonial government. So, like, the royal governor, uh, this is before the revolution, he's fighting for the British, mm. essentially. Now, the regulator movement, it was <laughs> a sort of proto-revolutionary movement in North Carolina that sought to make the political process more equitable for the common folk. Because uh, especially in the interior of North Carolina, you have a lot of these, you know, kind of poor farmers, you know, kind of scraping to get by. And on the coast, you have like these merchant coastal elites, so right. to say. Right, yeah. And the farmers from the interior, they were kind of, they're feeling left out of the whole political process. And they kind of just wanted, you know, things to be more equitable they want to have you know a fair say in what was going yeah, on they just equal equality yeah which reasonable sure and caswell fought against that <laughs> literally fought no what oh man yeah because he was in the british army and they're like listen no and then they and, and i thought about this because it's like he fights for the revolution yeah. but he doesn't support this cause and i was trying to think about it okay trying to rationalize in my head he was one of those coastal elites Maybe not right up on the, on the coast, but like in that general region. Sure, sure, yeah. Who benefited, you know, from his station. Maybe he doesn't necessarily want the, you know, the rabble to have a fair say and affect <laughs> his life. Yeah. So he wants to fight against that. But he wants to fight against the British government for telling him, like, hey, you know, you have, you can't, you have to pay these taxes and you can't do this. You can't, mm, like, so I you kind of, you can kind of see, like, what he's thinking and yeah. what is get an idea of what his motivations are maybe oh uh, yeah so, okay not great he was appointed a brigadier general of state forces as i mentioned mm -hmm. he commanded american troops to victory at the battle of moore's creek bridge in february 1776 the battle was decisive with only two american casualties compared to 50 british casualties jeez along with 850 captured Jiminy. yeah that's a Good victory. Uh, yes. Now, something to note about the area. North Carolina had a large population of immigrants from Scotland. Okay. Because in the early 18th century, all the way up to like the 1740s, there was a lot of unrest in Scotland. They There were a few attempts to install a different person on the Scottish throne or replace the British monarch, what have you. And the last one of those was in 1745. At that time, you have a lot of these, a lot of Scots who were just, you know, kind of disaffected by the British government. They leave for the colonies, or they are what was called transported to the colonies. Okay. This is where it's essentially you're captured, and your punishment is you you are essentially exiled from Britain, sure. and you have to go live in the colonies. Like yeah. this practice, like it, it happened in the American colonies, happened in the Caribbean. That's how Australia got really got started was transportation to Australia. <clears throat> mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, uh, the Battle of Culloden in 1745 was the last big battle uh, to kind of have these Scottish uh, rebels going up against the British government. A lot of them were, Highland, were from the Highlands. Two of them were my ancestors. Oh, that's cool. They got trans. They were transported 
They were captured after Cullen, and they were transported to America. Wow. Yeah. And they were literal Scottish Highlanders. Look at that. Uh, your love for Highlander coming back into play. Yes. Yes, I, I am a Highlander. No wonder you blacked out and bought that sword. Oh, yeah, it was just <laughs> the ghost of my ancestors. It ancest- makes sense The now. ghost of my ancestors just, just filled my body. And uh, I just, just that's what had, happened. Had to get it. That's what happened. I don't think they were Clan McLeod, though, unfortunately. I probably, yeah, no. I mean. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so, like, so you have a large... Uh, population of uh, Scottish immigrants in North Carolina. And they were a lot of the the peasant farmers, essentially. However, the British did try to actively recruit them to fight against the the, the, uh, Continental Army and the the Patriot (laughs) forces. Well, because remember, a lot of these Scottish immigrants were part of the regulators. That that fought fought against against the colonial government oh i so see according to the british they're like okay well you guys might because it's, it's essentially the same people in charge of the state government that were in charge of colonial government sure maybe okay. we can recruit some of them to fight against them mm-hmm. but, so 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 and, and loyalist sympathy was greater in the south so the british were like all right let, let's recruit a regiment of these dis, these disaffected scottish immigrants and they are successful in that they recruit a regiment of them <laughs> what Okay. And this, I, I, I say all this because this skirmish began when a Loyalist regiment of these Scottish immigrants led a Highland charge across the bridge, wielding swords and screaming in Scots Gaelic. <laughs> I don't know if they were in full <laughs> Highland dress, as in kilts. I don't know. They're uh, a regiment recruited from the local area. Uh, so I, I don't know if they would have proper scottish attire i mean they uh, i don't know maybe it's possible but i i just like to think of it in my head they were probably wearing their tartan somewhere Possibly, on them. they might yeah. not have been in kilts but they might, yeah. probably were wearing their tartans at least because they i mean they, there's a lot of pride in that they took yeah. oh, that's i mean that's why there's so much scottish heritage pride in america is because it, i mean it all came from scotland yep. they brought all their tartans over here and that's you yeah know, how you get that so. so i'm just imagining like just these these Mad Highlanders just <laughs> just, just running across this bridge like these swords and like just screaming just unintelligible Gaelic. <laughs> They're like these, okay at these, at these uh, colonials who just cut them all down with muskets and artillery. Yeah, right. And yeah. you can't you can't fight it. You can't bring a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, I just thought that was just a very just like, what a weird dichotomy. It is weird. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe they thought, well, we we'll scare them if we're if we run at them like this and they'll yeah. run away. Maybe that's what they thought. But yeah, it's like yeah, but they they're just gonna yeah. shoot you though. North Carolina would not be threatened again until 1780. So this battle was pretty decisive, and it's actually a protected site in the National Park Service. You can go visit the battlefield. That's kind of cool. So wherever yeah. North Carolina, we'll go to Morris Creek. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. We also visit this guy's house. This guy's house is still there. Really? In, uh, not in Morris Creek, but in Ken- I think Kinston, North Carolina. So, Okay. The resounding victory pushed North Carolina's legislature to authorize its delegates to the Continental Congress to vote for independence. And that resolution was passed on April 12th, 1776. Wow. And if you look at the North Carolina flag, you'll see that there's two dates on it. May 20th, 1775. April 12th, 1776. The first one, it's kind of dubious if this was actually a real thing. The so-called Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence. 
as soon as they heard about Lexington Concord, one of the counties in North Carolina was like, we're independent, <laughs> F you, Britain. <laughs> and it's kind of like state lore. Okay. So that's on the flag, and, an eight, th- and then this date, this is when North Carolina resolved, we are going to be independent. Mm. April 12th, 1776. April 12th, a very eventful day in history, overall. Mm. You have this, it's the day the Civil War starts in 1861, FDR dies in 1945. Same day? April 12th. That's what I mean, yeah, April yeah. 12th. That's crazy. Uh, Yuri Gagarin, first man in space, April 12th, 1961. Uh, most weird. importantly, in 1990, I was born. Oh well, that's lesser. A lot of, lot of, <laughs> lot of important dates or important events happen on April 12th. That's weird. Yeah, that's some Twilight Zone stuff. Mm-hmm. Listeners, send me birthday presents. <laughs> and who knew you'd be sitting here talking about it? Yep, you being born on April 12th, hmm. and then you're. I had a, I had a one in 366 chance, <laughs> yeah, or 365 that year, but it's just weird. Yep. Caswell, he let this is secretly a Richard Caswell slash Cody Reynolds episode. Mm. Uh, led the fifth provincial Congress in November and December 1776, which approved North Carolina's first constitution. And as I mentioned, he served as the state's first governor from November 1776 to April 1780. During his time as governor, he recruited for the Continental Army and pushed for more funding for the state's militia. So good. Good. He was term limited out of office. So he couldn't run again, but afterwards he is appointed the major uh, major general leading the state's militia forces. So, guy, like not bad, pretty good. But he led the North Carolina portion during the disastrous Battle of Camden in August 1780. So the way they line up, so yeah, you, you know, kind of like in your lines, you know, British Americans, North Carolina's militia makes up the left flank. Okay. So the battle starts, and the side opposite of Caswell's forces, they fix bayonets, and they, they head into a charge. Okay. They're charging the North Carolinians. Okay. North Carolina people, North the Car- North Carolina militia, they turn and run. They, they just run? They run. Okay. <laughs> That's not good. No, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. And these are the troops under Caswell's command. Whoops. Yep. Uh-huh. And this this eventually leads to a rout. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Americans lose the flank. battle horribly. If you lose a whole flank like that in a battle like that, you're oh, yeah. done. Yep. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. That's why the, that's why the cavalry is so important yes. in those kind of battles. Yes. Because they go around the flanks, and they take out full flanks, and then just get in there. You get yeah, behind the, you, them. You get the soft underbelly, basically. Exactly. You get, and you get behind them, and they're done. Yep. You, you cut them off, and they just you're run. done. Yeah. The North Carolina troops fled all the way home to Hillsborough, North Carolina, over 160 miles away. Jesus, they just kept running. They just like, kept ah, running. No, they might still be behind us. Keep going. Yep. <laughs> 160 miles later. Oh. In a letter oh. to Thomas Jefferson, uh, Colonel Otho Williams, another person there at the battle, stated, quote, Picture it as bad as you possibly can, and it will not be as bad as it really is. <laughs> End quote. The British uh, suffered 313 casualties, while the Americans suffered over 900, in addition to over 1,000 captured. That's crazy. That's a that's a big. That's rough. 1,000 captured aren't Caswell's troops because they fled. Well, they true. ran away. They that's didn't get true. captured. They just ran away. Fled to fight another day or not? No. <laughs> Be freaking. Yeah. What Along do you call with it? the court martialed. Yeah. Well, 
Along with the capture of Charleston the previous May, Camden helped to solidify British control over the South. Afterwards, Caswell was unceremoniously replaced as commander of the state militia. He was not informed about it by the legislature for days after it happened, and only when he asked about it. Wow, so they're like... They're they're, they're just like... Scared to tell him or something? No, they're probably just like, wait, wait, wait. You still thought you had a job? After that disaster? Do you really needed us to tell you? Really? <laughs> I see. Really? Really, Governor? <laughs> governor? Uh, he was the former governor at this point, so... Yeah. Governor? Former and future governor. Um, after the war, he served as the state comptroller. Man- oh, I should say, he did not fight in another battle. Okay. Fact, yeah. Uh, and he was back in his job in seventeen early 1781, but... Just doing admin. Yeah, yeah. As you do when you lose a battle like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're not trusting him with field command again. After the war, he served as state comptroller, managing the state's finances before another term as governor in 1785 to 87. So, so that's We the People. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot. What uh, What do you want to give him? He was a terrible... Well, I mean, he wasn't well, terrible because he did win some. He won that huge battle, battle yeah. with the Highlanders. Yeah. Or against the Highlanders, which, I mean, did they cut off all their heads? <laughs> the only God. way to make sure. Lord have mercy. Yeah, you know, he, he he won that battle. Yeah. But then Disaster. lost another battle, like, horribly. Yeah. So it's like, how do you, you have to balance the two out? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you judge that? Well, let's, let's look at it like this. So, the first battle that he won... Mm. He won by a landslide because the enemy were idiots. Yes. So you can't really count that as a like all oh, more a victory, more victory. Than... Yeah, it was more luck that they came out mm-hmm. thinking okay. they could bring a knife to a gunfight. The second battle, we don't know the I don't know the details fully, but it sounds like there was a training issue. Like he was not. Yeah. He just... wasn't enough in command of his own men yeah. to make them not run. So that means they didn't respect him or they didn't fear him, right. which is a problem when you're yes. a commander. Yes. So you, you need to have a, like equal amounts of fear and respect. Exactly. Which tells to me that he was a mediocre commander at best. He's a politician. He was a lawyer. Yeah. He was a lawyer. He's a governor or whatever. Which I mean, granted, I mean, a lot of these guys weren't professional. Yeah. Soldiers, but, I mean, but come yeah. on. So I'm I'm thinking he's just not he wasn't very good. He just got lucky the one time mm. and then he showed his true colors the second time. Okay. All right, that's fair. Fair. So like what what do you want to rate him then? Well, he was governor for a long time. Yeah, uh, so that's a big one. Like about 5 years total. So I'm sure something got done in that time. Yeah, well, he, and he was the first one. Well, the first one go. with the new state constitution. That's significant. Probably shepherded that through. I'm going to say I'm going to give him that's significant. He was, you know, he had enough balls to be in the battles, so true. He could have been killed, even though I'm sure he's way behind the lines. Okay. But um, I'll give him a five. Five. Yeah, right, right down the middle. Yeah, yeah. The the first battle was important, but second it was battle, second battle, honestly, was probably even more important. <laughs> well, there you go. And um, that, and the 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 casualty. Prisoner balance, balance yeah. was way different. Like 1900 in yeah. that second one, yeah. So that's also And bad. that's significant because, I mean, there's not a major action 
you know, south of Virginia again during the war. Mm. I'm, uh, yeah, and stuff is governor. Yeah, it's like he was governor. I'll go four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, you're always a little more cruel than me. Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's okay. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I just I, five just doesn't feel feel right to me. So I'm just so. Five and a four, that is a nine for We the People. So, less than half. Not doing great. <laughs> now, articles of impeachment. How scandalous were they? Well, he was an enslaver. He was a what? He was an enslaver. Oh, okay. So, there's well, those points. And I don't know, like... Because we already kind of redu- like included this a little bit in the previous category... Do you want to give him points for running away? <laughs> well, it was his men that ran away, not him. Unless it was him that ran away, and that's what made them run away. No, that's like, a whole like, thing. like the North Carolina line broke. It wasn't him he turning didn't run. tail and running, and then well, them then, seeing him go. But he probably—I think he just left with them. Uh, okay, but well, still, I mean, that's yeah. still like you know, troops under his command. I'll give him. A, I'll give him an extra one for that. Yeah, I'll that, give him a five. That, that's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, especially because we kind of already took off, I guess you say, points for it, the previous one, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a 5 and a 5. It's a 10 for articles of impeachment. Now, your favorite category, Yay. the whites of their eyes. Let's see those eyes. What does this guy look like? Uh, I don't know, he looks pretty symmetrical. I know his hair is terrible. Yeah, that is, <laughs> it's like a that is that is some Mark Davis hair. Yeah, it's like straight L- bangs. Listeners, just go look up a picture of the owner of the Las Vegas Raiders, Mark Davis. <laughs> oh my God, the yeah, worst! That, that is the worst haircut to wealth ratio I've ever seen. Yeah, well, this one's pretty bad. Yeah, um, it's pretty plain. Was he? He got blue eyes. Who's got blue eyes? Um, yeah, looks like a. He, he's young in this, so probably what in his thirties, maybe there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I couldn't find a date or an actual artist for this image. Oh, so. Okay. Well, black suit, little, you yeah. know, white shirt or anything. Yeah. Pretty simple. Not bad though. It's color. So yeah, that's good. That's true. That's an actual painting. Yeah. I'll give it a. Let's see. I'll give, give it. What? it I'll give it... Well, hold on. Oh, sorry. I, I, said, yeah. I thought you said a number. No, I said uh, let's see. Oh, I thought you said like three. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of three. Just because it's color. Yeah. It's like an average. If it was black and white, it would be a 2.5. But since it's color, I'll give it an extra point. Or yeah. an extra half point. I'll, I'll give it a three as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of middle of the road, but yeah, it's a, it's better than a lot of the people we've talked about. So. It is, yeah. <laughs> so a three and a three, that is six... For the whites of their eyes. Bonus round. Bonus. How many documents did he sign? Just the one. Just the Continental Association. Everything else, you know, he was uh, serving as as a general when the Declaration was signed. He was governor when the articles were signed, so he wasn't in Congress. And he declined to go to the Constitutional Convention, so he gets a one. Which we didn't talk about that in the Articles of Impeachment. The, what was that he just declined to, to I mean, well, was there well, more to that? No, like I couldn't find an exact reason, but like, I mean, I'm he, guessing. He, he only died a couple of years later, so maybe he was starting to get sick. 
It's possible, but I'm thinking since he was so. Well, he was also against... governor at the time. Like, let me let me look. What at was that? Is, that might be a problem. Exact dates for governor. Yeah, he was governor at the time. Oh, maybe that's so. Yeah, maybe he didn't want. Maybe leave. just like didn't want to double the. Yeah, yeah. Like, you didn't know how long he was going to be there, type of yeah. thing. So yeah, fair, but I was thinking maybe like since he was, he didn't like basically the what he what he would probably consider the rabble of the country having mm. more power, being involved in a the constitution yeah. that would give people well, he, well, more power. Well, he didn't know like he, going into it. None of them knew really how much. Yeah. Like who? Like how much power would be given to like what group of people? Oh, it didn't. Cause, not, yeah, because okay. originally the the convention was called to just amend the Articles of Confederation. Okay, not necessarily to replace it wholesale. Mm-hmm. So going into it, a lot of people, like, a lot of the delegates didn't really know what it was going to look well, like. Well, when, out when was the Bill of Rights? Bill of Rights was like seventeen ninety one. Oh, okay. so it, it was it was well well later. All so. right, fair enough. So. So yeah, so that is a total of twenty-eight. Ooh, not terrible, but not not great. <laughs> yeah, but score doesn't matter. Nope, because we got to ask the question: mm-hmm. Is Richard Caswell a founding father mm-hmm. or a floundering <laughs> father? <laughs> Pretty easy for me, floundering. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Which is which is the first like easy agree I think we've had in the, for a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just he is a failure as a commander. I mean, yeah. he was a governor for a while, but I mean, yeah. He, what did he, he do? You know. I, I mean, the first of anything is usually notable, but you know, you don't get that just because you're the first. Right. I mean, it, did you do something significant? Right. Well, we don't know. Yeah. Um. What else? He declined to do the Constitution. Uh, he, he, he screwed himself out of another bonus point. Well, that and a big part of history. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, mo- most importantly, the bonus point. The bonus point, yeah. I'm yeah. sure he was think- He didn't think about the bonus point. You know? No. It's like two yokels are gonna, in Ohio are going <laughs> to talk about me. Before Ohio was even a thing. Yeah. <laughs> up in... Up in uh, God, what was Ohio at the time? There were like ten, like New York claimed it and Virginia claimed it. It was what we established last time, all the uh, land claims. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those Virginians slash New Yorkers slash Connecticuters slash Pennsylvanians <laughs> are going to talk about me someday. <laughs> uh, I like the, the, the member in the Patriot when <laughs> when uh, oh, man. the the main bad guy is talking to Carlton. Cor- Cornwall. And he's like, I was thinking about this Ohio territory. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, was that even a thing then? I don't even tell know. Me, tell me about Ohio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, was that even a thing then? It was, I mean, it was called Ohio was country, it? but it wasn't like officially like an organized thing. It was just this general <laughs> area here north of this particular river. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was uh, that's Richard Caswell. Uh, sources for this, John Buchanan, The Road for Guilt to Guilford Courthouse from 1997, R.D.W. Connor, Revolutionary Leaders in North Carolina from 1916, uh, a couple articles uh, from on, uh, from various websites, uh, the American Revolution in North Carolina, the North Carolina History Project, and the ever-faithful biographical directory of the U.S. Congress. 
Always going back to that, baby. Yep. And see the pinned tweet for general sources. Podcast to recommend nothing to do with anything we talked about today. <laughs> history of China. Ooh. It's straightforward. It's, it's the history, history of China. <laughs> history podcasters are nothing if not straightforward. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's, I mean. We are long-winded, but straightforward. Uh, I mean, Which you, makes no if you sense. got a history about China, you just call it history of China, duh. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I mean, really, should we should have called this show like "Founding Fathers Rating Pod" thing? Yeah, I'm involved, so it's going to be a little bit more creative than that. Yeah. No. You say I'm not creative? <laughs> no comment. Uh, I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> all right. Next time, discussing another sign of the Continental Association and of the Declaration of Independence. And someone who's a bit of a bigger name, Samuel Chase. Samuel Chase. I don't know the name, but maybe Compar- some... Of the... Comparatively a bigger name. Okay. Some, maybe some of the listeners might know. Considering something that happens later on in his career. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. Please be sure to check out our other projects, including We Effed Up, a history podcast where we cover all the times in history where we effed up. And The Drunken Pond, a YouTube channel where we played board games and drink craft beer as well as hard ticket to sedaris a movie podcast covering the action films of the late andy sedaris and for all of our projects visit our twitter at aop pod network i'm steven and i'm cody and this is imperfect Imperfect Men. men